back to another ESL podcast. So grateful to be back as always. And man, big shout out to all my beautiful souls who are following me on my Arsenio's ESL podcast. There was such a really funny comment from a uh, big shout out to a guy by the name of Rodrigo from Brazil. Again, this podcast having almost uh, half a million downloads. And, you know, a lot of you guys are beginning to make your way over there from all parts of the world, France, Norway, Brazil, 189 countries around the world. And Rodrigo, he came to me, he's like, oh, my God, your voice and your energy, it's so addictive. And I laughed so much. It was such a perfect laugh in the morning. You know, just before my meditation, here I am checking social for whatever reason. And I found a beautiful comment like that. So big shout out to you. It's all about energy and what I bring, what I bring like I bring it. You understand what I'm saying? So with that being said, the art of decision making. Now, what we're going to do, how far do you agree with any of these points that I'm getting ready to make? A, business is more about the ability to make decisions than about making the right decisions. Now, that is a very loaded question in general, because first we must have to decipher exactly what do you mean by business and it being about the ability to make decisions, not about, you know, uh, making the right decisions. I don't know. Maybe that was like a term or a sentence or something people had believed in back in the 1950s, 60s, 70s, and 80s and 90s, maybe. But to be honest with you, whether it's decision making or not, um, it's all, it all comes down to a choice. And, you know, a lot of people, they have accountants to look at financial reports, to check forecasts and stuff like that. And this is why it's so funny how so many people like they raise the roof and they herald people like Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos, who, you know, Jeff Bezos had no safety protocols when, uh, you know, the COVID ended up ransacking his warehouse is 30,000 people getting infected with so many deaths. Elon Musk, again, in terms of money, him just cutting off just about the entire world um, and all his engineers were actually helping him get <clears throat> his rockets into orbit. And then, of course, you know, Elon Musk being the richest man in the world, trillion this, his collar, uh, you, you know, I'm sorry, not his collar, uh, his company, okay, uh, you know, along with Tesla and stuff like that. I don't know. A lot of people... They love to look at them and look at these people. And I'm like, yeah, you really didn't care about the families of those people when you let them go, did you? <clears throat> Without even a severance package, you just cut them loose. So right decisions about just making decisions in general. I don't know. That is for you to say. I'm just giving you the tell of tells, uh, right? Because again, this isn't right decisions or not. It's a choice. And it's a choice that we'll have to live with all for, well, for the rest of our lives, right? So let's go on to B, because that question was just full of shit. B, the more decisions you make, the better decision maker you'll become. I don't know. It, it, I don't know if it's about quantity. It's more about quality, right? Now, if I, when I made a decision to fly to Australia for the first time in my life, I realized like, oh my God, you know, I'm going to be flying to Australia uh, for the first time. And regardless, if I thought, it was right or not. And of course, my family, you know, being diametrically opposed to it, that means being absolutely opposed to it on so many different levels. I still went with my heart and it ended up changing my life forever. So it's not so much about the quantity, but I could tell you one thing. If you go with your intuition and you lay out all the details and you look at the percentages and see, 
you know, if I quit this job and with the opportunities I have at this specific place, you know, I'm going to take this leap because I'm not getting any younger. I'm not getting any older. I'm not getting whatever you want to call it, whatever label you want to put. Just saying to yourself, if you trust your intuition and your intuition is saying, hey, I am suffering from angina, chest pain, coming to work every day. I am disgruntled. I am not happy. I haven't gotten a paid raise. I feel like, uh, you know, people are against me. I feel like all my ideas are being shot down. There's a number of different things. And that's that growing feeling of discontent. And the more it just compounds, you have to ask yourself, is this what I really want in life? And I can tell you one thing right there. Once that intuition says, uh, no, that's when you're going to have to make a decision. <clears throat> and it's about going with the better decision in terms of leaving that job or leaving that area or having the hard conversation, right? Uh, with your spouse or your loved one or whoever it may be, or having the hard conversation with your boss, a friend that you want to just cut loose because you're too toxic, whatever it may be, right? So see, sometimes the best decision is no decision. I uh no absolutely not that is ridiculous and sometimes you know a lot of people they say this and they say yeah i just let i normally just let everything just play out because you know sometimes you, the you know the things just handle itself i could tell you one thing right now okay the best decision is no decision but i could tell you the feeling that you wake up sleeping by that person you do not like whatsoever <laughs> okay let's see how long you can go with no decision for Okay, or going to that job where you're being completely undervalued and you're not being, you know, taken, you know, serious and, you know, living in that city where you feel like you're you're just way out of place and you want to go somewhere else. And that little intuition is just like nudging at you. That intuitive nudge continues to just, you know, make its way into your life. Oh, you best believe no decision is the worst decision. D. If you discuss something for long enough, the right decision will eventually emerge. It's not so much about length. Now you got to discuss it with the right people. All right. I got myself a friend where our, you know, the really common decisions, the everyday decisions in terms of, hey, what do you want to eat for this time? Or where do you want to eat? Those are actually the most difficult. Now. The decisions that are very big, such as buying this or investing in this, those are actually very, very easy. It's so, it's so funny and trivial how, you know, picking a restaurant to eat could be the most difficult, okay, compared to uh, buying a new car or going on that trip or staying at that hotel or leaving that job or dealing with that disgruntled ass uh, assistant or whatever it may be, you know, uh, at the training company I've been training at for, uh, you know, some weeks already, um, you know, dealing with these types of folks, boy, you know, it, it's in, if I ever speak to that specific individual, it's very easy to make a decision, but anytime it's very easy in regards to food, that is the most difficult question in the world. Boom. Now let's go into the next one. Most decisions are a matter of emotion and gut instinct than logical reasoning. Well, I mean, is that a question for you? Because again, that is true. I used to be very impulsive. That's a word for you. Something that, you know, you're very quick to make decisions. And with those decisions, it leads to just, there's always a consequence. There are always ramifications. And to be honest with you, seven years ago, 
man, I would cut people off so fast without even logically reasoning about, you know, a, a couple of things. <clears throat> and this is what ended up like destroying a lot of my relationships. And these relationships ended up creeping up on me, you know, uh, and these are things that I had to go back and handle so I could finally have that disconnect. And it's not so much that I have to go back and disconnect with this specific individual. It's just the fact that, hey, this person is popping up in my dreams. Therefore, I believe that there is something, there is no disconnect right now, although there is a disconnect. I need to find this person and just cut it loose. So I hurry up and found that person. It took like a couple of days, boom. Found her on Instagram, messaged her, and then I realized, oh, wow, she is a total asshole. Fantastic. And that was the end of it. Very easy stuff. You know what I'm saying? And so going back to that, you know, the, the gut instinct, more than logical reasoning, totally understand the entire premise that, you know, I used to be very emotional with disconnecting and just cutting off people. But now I'm just like, hey, you know what? If I go to the gym today, I don't want to be bothered. If I deal with these specific individuals, I don't want to be bothered. If I, you, you know, or, it, you know, Monday morning, I woke up a little bit crankier on the other side of the bed and I do not want to be bothered. And so, yeah, there are times and we all experience these where we just do not want to be bothered. But at the same time, we have to make a decision and finally say, hey, you know, uh, let, let me just think logically, because if I go into this situation without thinking logically and I think about my emotion, me waking up wrong on the wrong side of bed in the morning, then I end up saying something that I might want to regret or that I might regret. There it is. And F, we are less in control of what we decide to do than we think we are. Now, I'm, I'm totally opposed to that because you all have a choice. Everyone has a choice and that's the beautiful thing about the human psyche because every day you wake up and you have a choice to pick up that talisman whether it's a positive mental attitude or a negative mental attitude have a choice to grow have a choice to learn have a choice to connect with people to create deeper relationships to grow in your field of endeavor uh to to radiate love to bring the joy you all have a choice, regardless of the people you live around. Oh, yes, I know. Out there in America, although I don't have that many people listening to me from America. Well, yeah, I actually do. But, um, you know, uh, some people are like, oh, I have a very negative family, therefore I must be negative. No, that's your definition of normality. And you're letting your family's definition of normality become your definition of normality. Is that something you want to accept? No. Well, then make a choice. Life is full of choices. And that's the most beautiful thing. If you wake up in the morning, like I'll give you one thing before we actually listen to uh, another podcast. You're listening to a podcast, but we're going to listen to a podcast in regards to the art of decision-making in business. And you're going to be taking some notes and we'll discuss a couple of things that may have been said. But, you know, I had a choice and I had to make a choice because I was getting a little bit heavy, probably about three, four kilos over my typical, you know, and, and again, it's because obviously I'm building up a lot of muscle, but I said at the beginning of this year, you know what, man? I've been having three bags of gummy bears. I am, I am putting in pizza every single week into my meals, along with the hamburger, along with this other place called Texas Chicken. And, the, and to be honest with you, the biggest thing is the gummy bears. I am a gummy bear addict. I love gummy bears like I do my next breath, right? And this is something I've been eating probably since 2009. We're talking 13 years. 
And I always had a very negative habit. And, to, and this is, you know, a way that I ended up saying to myself, you know what, long term, is this sustainable? No. Okay, Arsenio, what can you do to stop this? And I said, well, I got to do what's best for my body. Because, you know, uh, you know, tinnitus happened all of a sudden, just like five days before Christmas in 2020. Now, obviously, this, you know, tinnitus is practically gone now. And it has dissipated even more over the last two weeks. It's basically, I don't even realize it anymore. You know, uh, it doesn't even bother me anymore because it's, it, it, you know, I could do that audiogram and hear nothing in my ears anymore. That's how remarkable this transformation has been. And to be honest with you, yes, pollution, tungsten, all these different things in the air. But I can tell you one thing that came down to a choice, me saying, you know what? I can't continue eating three bags of gummy bears a day. I'm going to eat two bags on Monday, two bags on Wednesday, two bags on Friday. Nothing on weekends, nothing on Tuesday and Thursday. I can't eat pizza four times a month. That's ridiculous. Twice a month. So when I said twice a month, here we go. Let's do twice a month. Hamburgers. Okay, twice a month. Honestly, hamburgers aren't something that I always get anyway, so no big deal. Uh, but I started cutting out a lot of things that, hey, you know, just wasn't making much sense. How about the long, busy days? Okay, on Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday, I should prepare my meals. What can I do to do that? Buy some Tupperware, buy some things. Okay, what are you going to prepare? What are you going to prepare this day? What fruits are you going to eat? And guess what? My stomach hasn't felt better in decades. And again, no, I'm not old. I'm just saying. A, a decade ago, you saw my diet, terrible. But now looking at my life and seeing the tinnitus and all these different ailments and seeing you know, implementing, you know, working out again every Monday and me, I'm going to increase it to two days. I'm going to look like fucking the Black Hulk, you know? And this is going to be the best shape I've been in my life. And it's simply because I made a decision. I made a decision that I was not going to continue, uh, make, made a decision and made a choice that enough was enough. And the famous quote is, I am sick and tired of being sick and tired. You got a choice. You got the talisman. If there are habits that you've been, you know, you, if that you've been immersed in and these habits are really negative and it's not only hurting your life, but other people's lives, you got to figure out those triggers, you know, and I'm going to, I'm going to leave it with these three things before we get into the podcast. Three of my trainees at a company I train at just outside Bangkok. One of them, she drinks alcohol every day. I said, God damn, every day. I said, okay. What can we do to address that? This was a New Year's goal. I went around, right? Went around the, the room to talk about goal setting and everything. We had to come up with a plan. And so I asked her, I said, okay, what's going on? What are we going to do? She said, oh, you know what? Uh, how about this day, this day, this day? I said, don't try to just dive in. If you do too much, you'll give up in a month, right? There's, this is a six-step systematic process. So you got to make a decision. Let's go with it right now. All right, let me just do this. So and a week later, I said, oh my God, how many times did you drink alcohol last week? She said, only three. Everyone clapped. She threw her fist up like, it, like as if she was Black Panther and she was unbelievably happy. Why? Because she has an, a group of accountability that always and will always help her and rah-rah her on. And it's going to change the relationships and everyone else who she comes in contact with. Not only that, but her health, her terminal health. 
there was another guy that said, hey, Arsenio, I'm going to run every day. I said, that's a lot. You said, hey, I could do it. Came back a week later. I've run five kilometers every day. I said, oh, wait, is it sustainable? Not really. But it's a, it's a start. Another guy was like, hey, Arsenio, I lost five kilos last week. I said, what? He said, yeah, I fast 18 hours a day. 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. is only when I eat. I said, holy fuck, you are amazing. No way I could do that. I'll fall apart. I'll die. And this is a, you know, this is a big guy. So, you know, they're going to their bosses. They're like, oh, I lost some weight because, you know, uh, Cody, you know, Arsenio, who's the trainer here, high performance trainer and all these other things, he's helping us. I don't just focus on English corporate training and soft skills. I focus on changing people's lives. It all comes down to a choice and putting it into your calendar. If it's not in your calendar, I do not believe it. Tomorrow morning, 6 a.m., got to bang out that horrible ass, what is it, a mile and a half run. I've been doing it in 15 minutes. I was down to 13 and a half minutes. Really want to break 13 minutes in general. Going to do that, 50 pull-ups, or maybe I might do a little bit of a leg day instead because I didn't do too heavy of legs today. It's a choice. I got to schedule it in my calendar. You see? So with that being said, people, it is time to get into the podcast on the art of decision-making. Get ready to take notes, and let's go from there. Welcome to the In-Company Business Podcast. This week, the art of decision-making. In business, is it better to make good decisions or better to make lots of decisions? Peter Kindersley, the founder of Dorling Kindersley Books, is in no doubt. It doesn't matter, he says, if the decision you make is right or wrong. What matters is that you make it and don't waste your company's time. If you make the decision, you begin to distinguish the good from the bad. But Michael Begaman, who runs the meeting network at 3M, takes a different view. He claims that not all successful meetings end with a decision. Decisions, he says, are the valium of meetings. People think, great, we finally made a decision. Now we don't have to worry about that issue anymore. So who's right? Does decisiveness lead to good decision-making? Or is the best decision sometimes no decision? The answer is partly cultural. In countries like the United States, for example, the ability to make speedy decisions is valued because decisions tend to lead to action. And, as America is an action-oriented culture, being seen to be actively doing something is an important part of a manager's job. In Japan, on the other hand, managers may prefer to gradually build up agreement among their colleagues until the right course of action simply emerges, without a conscious decision ever having been made. By contrast, in France, the decision-making procedure is very different from both the American and Japanese approaches. For the French, a long process of logical debate generally precedes all important decisions, some of which, as Begaman recommended, may never be made. How do you make your decisions? By logically analyzing all the available data or by trusting your gut instinct? Research done by Daniel Goleman, the originator of emotional intelligence, shows that highly successful decision-makers do both. But according to Dan Ariely, a psychology professor at Duke University, much of our decision-making is actually highly irrational. For instance, it was noticed some time ago that culturally similar countries varied considerably in their willingness to donate their bodily organs after their death. In Austria, for example, 
organ donation is 100%, whereas in Germany it's only 12%. In Sweden it's 86%, but in Denmark only 4%. How do we explain this dramatic difference? In fact, it turned out to be the result not of culture, but of the way the organ donation questionnaire was worded. In Germany and Denmark, people were asked to tick the box if they wanted to participate in the organ donation program. Most didn't tick it, and so didn't participate. In Austria and Sweden, however, people were asked to tick the box if they didn't want to participate in the organ donation program. Again, most didn't tick it, but by deciding not to tick it, they ended up participating. So it seems like, given the choice, most of us are more comfortable not doing than doing. Maybe that's why in 1999, George Bell, the former CEO of web portal Excite, turned down the opportunity to buy a startup search engine company because the asking price of $750,000 just seemed too high. The search engine, of course, was Google, with a current market value of $250 billion dollars a 330,000-fold increase since Bell decided not to buy it. And there it is, people. Very, very, very interesting, especially in terms of the questionnaire. And I think it would be, yeah, I think it's very, very interesting to hear, you know, obviously the end of the podcast, but looking at how the different cultures are, right? So Japan, it's a buildup. In France, there's a logical debate and then no action. I'm like, oh my God. Now, and I love my French, right? There's some French people who have been following me on my ESL podcast page on Instagram. Uh, and I'm so grateful, so, so grateful for them because, you know, we have, you know, back and forth conversations and it's very, very exciting and stuff like that. But, um, you know, looking at that culture, you know, I'm like, oh no, no decision. Are you kidding me? See, this is one thing you want to do, okay? Conversations with action. Okay, so if someone complains and complains about their job and their job, at the very end of that conversation, be like, okay, all right. So when are we going to start the job hunt? Are you free tomorrow? And they're going to be blown away like, what? Putting conversations to action. Whatever you speak about, there needs to be a conversation action. I used to, you know, speak to a lot of people back in, uh, you know, entrepreneurs back in 2018. Uh, 2019 too. And then I just thought, you, you know, I just really didn't like doing collaborations like that anymore because it just wasn't really fulfilling. And it just felt like it was very fake connections. Like you bring someone onto your podcast and then they never show up again. So that's how you see, you know, especially from 2018, when I used to do a lot of international guest speakers, you see that I don't have, I don't do that so often anymore. I just keep my business a guru in terms of Ebrew on my, uh, you know, and I, you know, have live podcasts with her and stuff because she's one of the most amazing souls ever, but everyone else, I don't like doing that anymore. But anyways, in saying that, I don't even know where I was going with that, but looking at, you know, uh, you know, my, you know, my podcast and, you know, bring it on speakers and, you know, and, and stuff like that. It was one of those things that, you know, back then it was so great for me to speak to them because they always gave me a nice little nugget that I could put into action. I remember, oh, I forgot, I forgot that girl's name. It was like three people. It was a series of three people that really started disrupting everything in my, you know, in my biology 
It made me start thinking that maybe I need some healing done. And I'm so grateful because with some of these collaborations and moving conversations forward, you know, I ended up joining the transformation program. And then now, you know, this year being the year that I'm a fully committed to doing the high performance certified certification along with the transformation coaching, which is going to be happening out there in South Africa. And so I'm so grateful for that, uh, you know, uh, being able to like commit to myself. Right. And so one thing and one way to avoid not moving conversations forward is always saying, okay, well, we just talked one hour about you complaining about blah, blah, blah. Let's move this conversation forward. What are we going to do now? What now? You know, and you're going to have to ask the right questions so that a decision can be made. A choice will be fulfilled. Because I think so oftentimes, especially, you know, living out here, in Thailand and seeing, you know, the same teachers I've been working aside for like the last four years and then just doing the same thing. I'm like, come on, man, there's gotta be more to this. And so that's what I always do. Anytime I have a conversation, especially with some of my students, they're like, oh, I really wanna improve, you know, my interaction with my children. I'm like, okay, all right, so let's begin now. So how are we gonna start dedicating time to that? What is your schedule like? What time do you get home? What time do you go to sleep? How can you spend more quality time with, oh, well, you know, work is taking up a lot of time. Okay, what do you need to do at work? What's the problem? And I figured it out, figured that out with, you know, one of my uh, students at the time. And she said it has improved drastically, moving conversations forward, asking the right questions. With that being said, people, thank you so much. Try that out. Let me know how it goes. And man, we got so much more that's going to be coming up real soon. I'm your host, as always, over and out.